Welcome to season four of Invested in Our New Reality. We started this podcast at the beginning of the pandemic to give Ottawa's business community a place to speak candidly about the challenges and opportunities they've faced during these unprecedented times. And boy, have they delivered. Not only have business leaders from a wide variety of sectors shared lessons learned, but they've offered practical advice on how to innovate and thrive in the future. Things we all need to hear right now. My name is Siobhan Haskell McIntosh, and I'm the diversity and belonging lead at Shopify. I'm a board member at Invest Ottawa, and I'm really glad to have you with us as we explore the path forward for business and industry at this transformative point in history. So let's get started. Today, we're talking to a company which has seen 500% growth and the addition of multiple Fortune 500 clients to its roster since the start of the pandemic. That company is Ottawa's Go For Industries, which helps North American businesses of all sizes get their products delivered into the hands of their customers fast. Go For works with some of the biggest names in the retail, construction, and the supply chain industries. GoFor delivers any size package locally within three hours and will even be helping to deliver COVID vaccines across North America. I'm thrilled to have GoFor CEO and co-founder Brad Rollo here with me on the podcast today to tell us more. Brad, welcome to Invested in Our New Reality. Well, thanks for having me on your show, Siobhan. No problem. Okay, I just briefly described GoFor and what you do, but could you give us a broader sense of how your company is disrupting the delivery market. Yeah, you know, so we're we're a marketplace that links the retailer with the driver and the end user, right? And we leverage technology to manage that entire process. You know, we we are built on the gig economy model. In other words, we don't own any vehicles. We go out and source vehicles from owner operators or fleet operators, and we bring them into the system to fulfill their clients' needs. And then just connect all that again with technology. Amazing. That sounds phenomenal. Also from an environmental sustainability vantage point, that's that's great. The pandemic, it's been devastating for so many organizations, but GoFor is not in that boat. In fact, you've more than doubled your workforce in the past year, and you just closed on a nearly $30 million Series A growth investment to continue your expansion into the U.S. So can you share anything with us? What are your plans there? Yeah, we've, you know, we had a, obviously a lot of concern early on in last year in 2020 in March and that first kind of lockdown, uh, really not knowing what that was going to lead to, um, you know, but we were lucky enough at the time to have just rolled out our largest partnership at the time, Home Depot Canada, uh, which for us, the timing couldn't have been perfect. We brought 102 stores on and in February. Uh, we watched the pandemic hit. We all went into lockdown. We went into those scary moments, not sure what's going to happen. And then we just got a little time between that original lockdown and, and as we progressed through it. And what we learned quickly is that suddenly people had more time on their hands and therefore decided to spend their time renovating their homes. And so Home Depot and us and all our other partners actually saw a very nice increase as everybody went to what we call the, the year of honey-do list right? The DIY. Uh, and that really powered us through these uncertain moments into a, uh, into what turned out to be a much better than expected, uh, um, you know, lockdown and COVID uh, situation. Absolutely. And I'm guilty as charged as a home renovation. I was just like, even being able to find some of those resources were next to impossible, just trying to find like wood, generally speaking. 
really wanting to dig into you're growing, but you're doing it in an intentional and sustainable way. So you just signed a deal to electrify your vehicle fleet. Why was that important for you? Well, definitely. I think, you know, obviously we want to be good stewards of the planet and, you know, obviously we have an issue with climate change. Um, no matter how many people want to maybe deny that, um, we recognize that as a company and we want to do our part and, uh, in creating a sustainable environment, something for we have our kids. Um, so we feel moving to EV is just a natural progression for us on that sense, but it goes beyond that, right? It goes beyond, it goes into helping our drivers, right? As we move drivers away from expensive gas guzzling, um, equipment right now, vocational vehicles that they use to, lower cost to operate electric vehicles, right? We get that benefit. Um, it means more money in the pocket of our drivers, right? It means happier drivers. It means all the brands that use us now actually can have that green stamp. One thing we do feel too, is that as we aside accept the climate change and we move to carbon-based or carbon tax economies, right? I actually just read a report, um, you know, we have California, we have Vancouver or, or BC who are all on, on, on carbon taxes, but there's a lot, 10 states that are really, really close to moving to, to carbon credit, right. To carbon taxes. Um, and that's actually being, I just, you know, the article I read was just that the uh, oil and gas industry of the U S is okay with a carbon taxes. So they're starting to support that, which is going to be obviously a big change and a quick change. We feel that, you know, and I think everybody's kind of heard the story of Tesla in the news lately on that. They make money actually not through car sales, right? They actually make money and profitable because they sell carbon offsets. Well, now if you take that and you apply it to the last mile and we are going into, you know, negotiations with a big retailer, you know, any, any, you know, name, name the brand and they're doing millions and millions of deliveries a year. And suddenly we can provide them a green option that actually provides carbon offsets or carbon credits. This becomes a huge selling advantage for us as well. So not only are we doing it good for the environment, right? We're doing great for our drivers because it's more money in their pocket and we're going to create programs for them so they access these vehicles at affordable, low uh, interest rates. And so it's great for them. And then it's great for us as a business when we have to compete against others who are more, you know, um, traditionally traditional vehicles, it just can't compete, right? So it's a big push we're going to make uh, really, well, we already started it and we're pushing hard right now. So yeah, that's interesting because like you said, it's like threefold. It it's, helps the environment, which is a phenomenal. It helps the drivers as well. And it also helps like you as a company uh, and organization. Love that. So Invest Auto has been really proud to be a part of your journey. Uh, for other companies who might be looking to scale up, what would you tell them about leveraging Invest Auto services right from the start? Yeah, I, I, you know, everybody I talk to, I recommend that they get into the Invest Ottawa program, right? To apply, to get in. Um, you get access to a whole bunch of different things, right? You get access to some world-class mentors, right? People who've been there and done that before, you can help guide you along. Uh, and that was huge for us. That was some of the stuff we took advantage of early on, uh, brought in mentors around sales and HR. And this everywhere we had a knowledge gap, they helped fill it. Um, they help also our employees, mentor our employees, that sort of thing, bring them along as we go. The other part is the access just to the different perks and pieces of the program, right? Obviously, you could potentially get an office space, and it's one of the nicest office spaces you'll ever see in Ottawa. Great environment to, to, to really feel the energy of what a startup needs to feel in the early days, especially when you're starting to run into these big hills that look un, unsurmountable. Um, so you have people like-minded around that to help you get through that. 
perks where you can find low cost software, um, that sort of thing, really support your business without having to put the cash out early, right? All great components to really helping uh, a startup grow uh, and provide that legitimacy in the early stages, I think. Absolutely. So let's talk about the future for a, a second. And you've recently announced growth projections for 2021. What comes next for you? Well, I'd like to say we're moving straight on to global domination, um, but that may be a little bit early. <laughs> uh, so right now we're going to start. We've obviously carved out a great um, business in Canada. You know, we're in Vancouver, Vancouver Island, Victoria, um, right out to St. John, Newfoundland. We've covered uh, all the primary markets in Canada, but even secondary and tertiary markets like Sudbury and, and, and Thunder Bay and Kelowna, where more normal marketplace businesses wouldn't go, we can make them oper- you know, functional. We can make them operational. We can generate real revenues from these cities. So we got Canada covered. So now our focus is really turning to the U.S., right? We launched 20 U.S. cities uh, in November last year, getting ready for partnerships with FedEx, um, you know, to, to be able to service them as well as other national accounts we're bringing on quickly. So we'll continue that expansion through the US, the US and we'll start to look potentially uh, at UK, uh, European expansion, and maybe Latin American. So we're kind of pragmatic, but everything we do is, is usually led by uh, an expansion wise by a, a, a partner, a customer. Awesome. I was just like, I like that world domination. How many cars do you have in your fleet? Yeah, so it's a number that varies day by day, um, but you and it varies seasonally too, and that sort of thing. So it fluctuates. What am I trying to say? Um, we are not a company like a roadie or, or some of our competition who likes to announce hundreds and thousands of vehicles, right? When you have thousands of vehicles, or roadie's case, three hundred thousand vehicles, you you deal with churn, right? Well, you have a ton of drivers not making enough money to survive. They're churning. That brings extra costs to you right? It creates headaches. And, you know, what we've made our business on really priding ourselves in the delivery experience and providing a high, like what we say, we like to see how we can make a delivery experience an 11 out of 10, right? Um, our drivers care a 4.8 NPS, right? Five-star rating or better. Uh, we have a 98% success rate. And it's part and parcel because we have the right number of drivers to do the volume every day. We can handle surges nice and easy. But because we balance that equation so well, that means the drivers are making a great living. They're coming back every single day and they're happily coming back every single day. So when you get that package, you get the smile. And it's yeah. so important now with e-commerce fulfillment and, and purchases that there's the only physical touch point a brand might have, a store might have is the delivery. So that experience has to be purpose or guarantee you, you're not going to buy from that retailer again. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's it's just been interesting to see what markets have like kind of gone up and fluctuated during like COVID, during the pandemic, and like the importance of different you know facets of the customer experience that are like more important now than they ever were before. You know, where I was just like, you know, I love to go to stores, touch and feel. Very rarely would I take the delivery experience as like a part of my customer experience. But now, mm-hmm. like you said, it's like everything. Like we had a table delivered from West Elm today and it was just like so pleasant. They were great. They like were jovial. Like they came, they set up the thing, COVID safe. 
Uh, and we've had not so great experiences with people who are just like bringing and delivering our product. And it makes like such a world of difference. It really does. You know, the stat we use is that 82% of people who have bad delivery experience won't buy from that e-retailer again. Right. right. So, you know, we're custodians of the retailer's brand and we know that. And that's what we, we do everything. We leverage technology to make sure that's, that's done well. We, 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 we have actually people in the field who check on drivers, make sure they have a high happiness, make sure they're getting a, you know, they're working hard to get their four, their five stars out of five, that sort of thing. And we track that and measure it every single day. Amazing. When you're recruiting or you're like, you're hiring or you're getting drivers on board, how do you recruit them? Like, is it uh, like they apply and they like get in, like, how do you consistently ensure that your drivers are going to offer that optimal experience to the end user, the customer? Yeah. You know, so, you know, recruiting is typically done Kijiji, Indeed, Craigslist, um, until we get to certain cities that where suddenly the, the supply side becomes really hard. Uh, and then we actually ask, we have marketing step in and we start looking at other alternatives, you know, dr- you know, paper clicks, different like that to drive the drivers in. Once we get them in, then we, they got to go through the background checks, the, all the different checks that we have in the application. And then they go into a, a virtual training. So we start to have videos and all that is measured and, and, and monitored as they go through it. Uh, they come out, they fill out a bit of a test. And if they do well enough, then they get to go on the road. And then they basically have to start from zero. And you have to prove to us by delivering high quality service that you, you should graduate and get more and more responsibility for us. But once you go through that, and it's, we have a tiered system that measures each driver right up to our platinum level. Um, at the whole time, you actually have support from what we call our logistics operation managers who run the cities and their operational side. And then logistics support managers who are out there physically working with the drivers, looking for drivers, spot checking them, right? Making sure they're happy. So every driver has a scorecard on happiness, mm-hmm. right? And so we visit, we'll make sure the trucks are clean. We make sure the driver, they're wearing their PPE, their safety equipment, right? They're doing a good job. We shadow on their early days on their first deliveries to make sure they understand what we expect. And so we have all these physical touch points along that really help make the drivers feel part of a community and help guide them to know to provide the best possible delivery. Absolutely. It's like you set them up for success from the beginning so that they know exactly what's expected and happy drivers. Again, great customer experience. Like when you talk about like there's people out out in the field interfacing, connecting with the drivers, how many people are on your team? Like how, how much staff do you have? How many uh, staff wise? Yeah. Yeah. So we've, We've crossed over um, 130 mm-hmm. staff members, and that's across, right? So there's a lot, obviously, a concentration in Ottawa. There's a concentration in Toronto around our where we have our operational support and obviously our biggest market right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a lot of staff across in the different cities we operate in. You know, typically the U.S. cities, which is pushing 25 right now, mm-hmm. we'll have an operations manager and a partner success manager, which is a sales side. Mm. Um, and the same with Canadian cities in a lot of cases. In some, some areas it's regionalized a little bit more, but uh, usually you can expect our larger cities to have two people in it. Yeah. And then how did you come up with this business? Like what made you have that eureka moment where you're just like, I'm going to try this? Yeah. You know, it was, it was, you know, having a mixture of construction and technology. And so I had a product management 
um, background. So I worked for the dot-com days, worked for several startups, uh, one of the top funded co- companies at the time in Canada uh, called Bystream. And then went to a couple more before starting my own thing. And that thing I decided to start was a construction company. And so the genesis of go for is just me solving my biggest pain point as an owner operator of a construction company. And that's keeping my job sites with supply full of supplies and, and doing it in an efficient manner and just kind of work through the different problem and, and come out with this. And, and that's why we started a construction because we came out of the gates knowing that there's a huge gap here. There's nobody doing it. It's actually a gap that if we do it well, the retailers make more money, the drivers make more money and the contractors make more money. Right. It's a real yeah. circular economy for us. Right. And that's that was really important. Then, you you know, we cut our teeth on construction, which taught us customer service, taught us how to handle big and bulky really, mm-hmm. really well. So that became our real expertise. And then kind of post COVID coming out of that and looking at now the broader opportunity that COVID created where we could branch out to other broader retail. And, you know, if you did this four or five years ago, like a DoorDash or Postmates, you spent a ton of money being omni-channel to write, to basically just blow the money and to regroup and, and, and concentrate on food delivery. So we came in laser focused and then the tailwinds of COVID allowed us to expand into shoulder verticals that make sense to us without the actually spending that kind of cost. Wow. And do you have like a focus from an industry perspective or are you at the point where you're just, you know, supporting any industry you started with construction like, how are you thinking about what industries to expand in? Are you not thinking of it like boxing yourselves in that granularly? Yeah, we actually do. You know, yeah. so if you close your eyes and you took a, you know, you thought about a, a Home Depot delivery, yeah. right? You don't worry about the brand. You don't worry about what you shop, you're, you're shipping, right? So it has, it has a component of small stuff, but it has a component of big and bulky. Yeah. It has a component of going to the, the business side, you know, so B2B2B, but also has a B2B2C side. Yeah. And so we look at businesses that, that replicate what we've done very, very well, right? So we'll go to e-commerce fulfillment yeah. uh, and e-retail. And that usually means something small some days, but also something big and bulky. And that's where we want to play by staying away from, you know, like the world of grocery delivery, Mm-hmm. of small delivery we stay out of a space where that's is, that's heavily commoditized yeah. the big and bulky part is where very few players are doing and doing very well and it, it you know it's something you can't drive down to you can't commoditize that or sorry it hasn't been able to be commoditized to date so far and that's something you know we really work on you know we, we value customers who value their brand and want a bright mm-hmm. delivery partner because then they're you know, they're, they understand the value we bring and they're willing to pay for that value. Amazing. That's so fascinating. I mean, like I work for Shopify, so fulfillment is like a big part of, you know, what we think about and what we explore and all that good stuff. So I'm just like, Oh, this is fascinating. I never thought of like, yeah, the companies who actually do the delivering. Yeah. You know, actually, we actually just launching our Shopify app. So we're working, we got a bunch of, we got a bunch of partners. So Kelly Moore paints out of California, um, or flooring of advantage flooring, all use Shopify apps. And so we've, we've built, we're just kind of going through uh, UAT right now, uh, hopefully releasing that soon so they can take advantage of it. Um, and then obviously, you know, like we, we, you know, we kind of want to have the conversation with uh, Shopify as they build out their fulfillment capabilities, right? You're going to need a national or international logistics partner around that. And we feel that, you know, e-commerce has moved the same day or better delivery. 
and the competition like the FedExes and the pure leaders of the world and the UPSs can't meet that same day, can't do that high level. And the nature of their business is, is very expensive because they're fixed asset based. So they can't scale as well. Whereas we can come in and be very cost effective, right? We can scale up and, and most importantly, even scale down after Christmas rushes and stuff like that. And so, you know, as Shopify builds out their fulfillment capabilities, probably should be picking up the phone to talk to us about uh, helping them on the, on the delivery side. I will deliver the message. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Um, no, thank you again. Thank you. That, that again, I, I'm very curious. So I always want to like seek to understand as much as possible. Um, but it sounds like like a really fascinating model. I guess like two last questions. One is specifically around the support you got in Invest Ottawa. Did you find them? Like, how did you find Invest Ottawa? I know that they have like yeah. a reputation for supporting entrepreneurs. So it's not like completely at a scope that you would find them, but I'm curious to know how, like how you, how you found Invest Ottawa. Yeah. So I, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for since 2005. Um, so very familiar and, and you've been in the tech space and, and tried to launch early tech products, but never had the technical capability. Yeah. Um, so I knew Ocri, the, the predecessor down the road to invest Ottawa and knew of Ocri a lot. And, you know, coming out of the gate and kind of being a first time tech entrepreneur, uh, you're kind of looking for that validation. And, and so the first place I, I looked to for that and support was invest Ottawa. Yeah. Well, that's so. And I guess what you said is that they just provide kind of like that end-to-end support. So not just like physical space, but also HR advice and like kind of like all the different supports that you might need as a business to be able to set yourself up for success, which is really cool. Yeah. You know, they have that menu of what they're offering and you pick and choose what fits your business. And that's the best part. Yeah. Awesome. Brad, it's been so interesting to speak with you today learning more about go for congratulations to you and the team for your incredible successes so far. And we will be watching to see what other good news you deliver in the coming. <laughs> well, thanks very much. Siobhan. It was, it was great talking to you. And yeah, I would say there's some um, good news coming and there's a lot more, more of it as we keep in that, making announcements. Um, and we step into the next evolution of go for amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. I also want to thank our loyal listeners for joining us today. If you like what you heard, there's more to come next week. And don't forget that past episodes of Invested in Earning Reality are widely available wherever you get your podcasts and on the Invest Audible website. Until next time, I'm Siobhan Hassel-McIntosh. Stay strong, stay healthy, and stay safe.